Hey everyone, this is Abby Martin. You're listening to the audio version of this episode, which you can watch at youtube.com slash empirefiles. But you can also listen to our new exclusive podcast only at patreon.com slash empirefiles, which makes all our free video content possible. And breaking news off the top at five, the war in Afghanistan is over. The last American plane lifted off from Kabul International Airport. We've witnessed a striking conclusion to the Afghanistan war, where for 20 years, the U.S. fought to make the country a neo-colony for bases and resource extraction, only to suffer a historic embarrassment. Two trillion dollars and tens of thousands of lives lost couldn't tamp down an insurgency that was bred by the CIA decades prior. As the war will fade into memory for most Americans, the Biden administration and the U.S. government as a whole is already starting to rewrite the true legacy of the occupation. They want you to forget the real lessons of the post 9-11 war path. Historical amnesia is the doorway to the new wars they want to wage. One, the generals and politicians will lie about why we have to go to war. Capturing Osama bin Laden was the ultimate goal, the ultimate objective. It's... If they want us to stop our military operations, they just got to meet my conditions. Weapons of mass destruction. The safety of America depends on the outcome of the battle in the streets of Baghdad. I have determined that it is in our vital national interest to send an additional 30,000 U.S. troops to Afghanistan. Republicans lie about self-defense. We cannot wait for the final proof, the smoking gun, that could come in the form of a mushroom cloud. And Democrats lie about delivering human rights. I salute the Bush administration for balancing war with compassion, for dropping food as well as bombs. Even in war, we are showing a regard for human life and human rights that the Taliban will never know. They'll shame and attack anyone who dissents, and the media will completely fall in line to manufacture consent for war. Do the Iraqi people want the American people to liberate them? Absolutely. In 1991, Iraqi people... I hope that doesn't offend you. When one guest dared to express doubt, Oprah would have none of it. I just don't know what to believe with the media. We're not trying to show you propaganda. We're just showing you what is. I understand that. Okay, but okay, you have a right to your opinion. That's right. Two, with all the propaganda about exporting human rights, delivering a better life to the people we are supposedly liberating, they will instead unleash a constant barrage of war crimes, indiscriminate violence, terrorism, and the humiliation of foreign occupation. The report refutes in detail the contention that Abu Ghraib was the work of what then Deputy Defense Secretary Wolfowitz called a few bad apples. The Senate Armed Services Committee today released a paper trail leading back to the Pentagon. Come on, fire! An American-led airstrike may have killed hundreds of Iraqi civilians in Mosul. With the release of a bombshell report detailing unlawful killings and war crimes. 90% of the victims of those drone strikes were not the intended targets. They were likely civilians. UNICEF says on average at least nine children were injured or killed every single day in Afghanistan. (laughs) 
when, when IEDs would go off and prove the explosive devices uh, by the side of the road, the instructions were, or the practice was, to, to basically shoot up the landscape, anything that moved. So-called humanitarian intervention always leaves places far worse off. Despite numerous attempts at loosening ISIS control in regions across Iraq, the threat continues. We fled when the fighting started and came back when it was over to find our homes reduced to rubble. Four years after the fall of Muammar Gaddafi, the only growth in Libya has been in refugees and smugglers looking to fill their boats bound for Europe. Three, if the war blows up in their faces and becomes an unresolvable disaster, our politicians won't be inclined to stop the bloodshed. Instead, they'll just pour more bodies into the meat grinder. NBC News In-Depth tonight, back to the front. The number of U.S. soldiers who've had their Iraq military service involuntarily extended under the so-called stop-loss policy is at its highest since the start of the war. 58,000 soldiers have been stop-lost in the past six years. But many lawmakers and critics claim the Army has used stop-loss as a backdoor draft. Well, President Bush is getting ready to share his new strategy for Iraq. One key part of that plan may be a troop surge. I've committed more than 20,000 additional American troops to Iraq. The American troop surge is about to pack a bigger wallet. The 30,000 additional troops that I'm announcing tonight will deploy in the first part of 2010. The president was considering that request for more troops. A Perdido mother received the Purple Heart earned by her late son. I just don't believe they should be over there. It's just a mama speaking that don't want her child in harm's way. I wish he could have been the last one, but I know it ain't, as long as they're over there. Their unlimited lies about progress will create a senseless mountain of bodies and limbs. It has been a tough month in Afghanistan, but it's also been a tough month for the Taliban. This has been a month of encouraging news from Iraq. <laughs> significant reason for this sustained progress is the success of the surge. The Bradley, upside down and on fire. Six U.S. soldiers and their translator are burning to death. We are seeing significant progress. We are on track to achieve our goals. We are clearing more areas from Taliban control. A trove of documents obtained by the Washington Post shows the situation was not what these presidents were proclaiming. They reveal that, quote, senior U.S. officials failed to tell the truth about the war in Afghanistan, making rosy pronouncements they knew to be false and hiding unmistakable evidence the war had become unwinnable. Four, all of the people used by Washington to wage the war, from the soldiers they love to pretend they care about, to the local people they claim they're saving, are simply thrown away like garbage by our noble leaders. That same US strike left Abullah Khalil an amputee. But four years after the attack, he's still trying to find out where and how to claim any compensation due to him. And the coalition has now revealed that it has compensated the families 
of just 14 victims in Iraq. Afghans accounted for nearly 40% of all sea arrivals in Europe this year. But even efforts to seek refuge abroad are often thwarted. Exclusive images inside Fort Bliss this afternoon showing the living conditions of the Afghan refugees. They're from inside the Fort Bliss facilities housing the Afghan refugees, and they show bathrooms infested with insects. Wounded veterans returning from Iraq and Afghanistan have been living in appalling conditions. In the Army, suicides are up by nearly a third this year. And found my beautiful husband dead on the floor in our room. Just back from Iraq, sought help six times in the week before he killed himself. Each time he was turned away or told, we can't see you now. Robert told investigators he was suicidal. Forced to quit the army, Robert ended up homeless. I wish sometimes that, that I had died in Iraq. Veterans returning from the front lines are facing a sad and stunning statistic. By one estimate, nearly 50,000 veterans will experience homelessness each year. Alicia is a retired Air Force staff sergeant. She's proud to say she has served in Iraq and Afghanistan and that she worked at the Pentagon. But for a year now, Alicia has been homeless. 86% of vets from the two wars report exposure to burn pits. Almost nine in 10 of those think they have related symptoms. But the Department of Veterans Affairs has only approved about a fifth of related disability claims. As the post 9-11 wars come to an end in the coming months, burn pit exposure threatens to kill more veterans than combat did. And five. All the while, the war was never really lost for the ruling class, who got fat like pigs at the trough, slurping up an endless flow of American taxpayer dollars. DynCorp and Floor have won five-year contracts to support the U.S. troop buildup in Afghanistan. They beat out the current contractor, KBR. Now, the contracts would be worth as much as seven and a half billion dollars for each company. New information on a multi-billion dollar contract for Oshkosh Defense. Lockheed Martin received the most non-competitive bids in terms of dollars, 25.6 billion. In both of those regions, which are growth areas for us, we expect that there's going to continue to be opportunities for us to bring our capabilities to them. Things the government used to do is now being done by private companies. 40 cents out of every dollar Congress controls now goes to contractors. None of their friends, family, or neighbors are dying. So what do they care? There are some who uh, feel like that, you know, the conditions are such that they can attack us there. My answer is bring them on. War is a business, and business is good. And those Pentagon generals, those brave leaders who lied, well, after adding some wars to their resume, they leave the military to work at those same war profiteers. About 70% of retired generals and admirals went to work for defense contractors and defense consultants. And the politicians responsible face zero accountability. Instead, they become celebrities. The red carpet is rolled out to sell their books and business ventures, richer than ever. 
Former President George W. Bush has found a most colorful way to spend his retirement. The former president gave us a tour of his tree farm. You're in the tree farming business? Yeah, baby, we're selling trees. From president to producer, former President Barack Obama has confirmed he and his wife Michelle have signed a multi-year deal with the streaming service Netflix. Now the Obamas will be calling Massachusetts home for at least part of the year. TMZ reporting they've purchased the Martha's Vineyard estate of Celtics owner Wick Grosbeck. War is a racket waged by people who don't care about our lives, willing to rip apart the lives of millions if it adds another pin on the empire's map. The engine of the war machine is a system that has to expand. Unless we use these lessons to build resistance, they're going to do it all over again. And the next time could be much worse. Thank you for listening to our Empire Files podcast. Help keep us independent and ad-free at patreon.com slash empirefiles. And be sure to catch our newest episodes by subscribing to our YouTube channel.